Strategic Living with Brian Holmes, episode number 109, Experiencing the Shift, Seven Things You Can Do to Prepare for a New Beginning. Hey, this is Matt McWilliams from the World Changer Show and mattmcwilliams.com, and you're listening to the Strategic Living Podcast with my friend and fellow world changer, Brian Holmes. Prepare to be transformed. Welcome, everyone, to the program today. Yes, my name is Brian Holmes, and you have found the Strategic Living Podcast, where we are all about transforming minds, developing leaders, awakening dreams, activating destinies, helping people to make the shift into a more productive, more meaningful, more successful and prosperous life. Going to be an awesome program today. In fact, it's going to be a very meaningful program I want to continue discussing how to prepare for, how to engage, and how to successfully enter into a new season. We're almost there. Let's get started, everybody. Great to have you today on the program. I am back in the office, and uh, that may not mean much to you, but Gosh, I've been traveling a lot this year. I need to get an exact count of days, but I'm pretty sure it's over 140 days that I've been on the road in 2015. But uh, I'm kind of here now. I've got a couple of personal trips planned the rest of the year, but nothing that's that doesn't involve my family. So I'm excited about that. Last week, I had the great privilege of being in Scottsdale, Arizona, with a very special group of people, and uh, I'm not going to divulge too much about that, but to know that uh, it's very important that you spend time with, meaningful time with, strategic time with people who can challenge you, who can uh, give you perspective that you may or may not have, uh, that can call even into question some of your logic, your thinking, can help you to develop new ideas. It's so important to have what the Bible refers to as a multitude of counsel around you. And last week, I got to spend that kind of quality time with a group of folks in Scottsdale for a couple of days. And I want to just say to the Regency group, you know who you are. Thank you for an incredible experience. It changed my life. It has helped to refine a number of things in my own thinking and my own heart. And I am quite confident we'll shift the trajectory of where we're going in our new year. So thanks to all of you. Thanks for uh, just being a part of my life. I'm just talking to my friends right now. Thank all of you who are listening for being a part of our lives. What an incredible privilege it is to do life with you. Well, this week, I want to continue in this vein. We're talking about how we can best prepare to enter into a new season Uh, a new opportunity. Uh, Of course, we know we're getting close to the end of a year as of the release of this particular show. And so we're all thinking in terms of what's next, what's coming ahead, what what do we have to look forward to? And I want to talk a little bit today about a shift, a shift in your heart, a shift in your mind, a shift in your thinking as it relates to new opportunities that truly are just ahead of you. We're going to be talking about 
putting the past behind you a little bit. We're going to be talking about uh, maybe pulling up your anchor on some things you've been anchored to. We're going to talk about getting in touch with some dreams that are in your heart that maybe you have shelved or archived for whatever reason. We're going to talk a little bit today about how to confidently pursue the passions and the interest that you have and how to set goals around those interests and those passions. Goals that are meaningful, not just, hey, I'd like to do this this year, but I'm talking about very strategic, very well thought out, meaningful goals that will move you toward an outcome that you desire. I'm also going to talk on the program today from my heart a little bit about some of my journey. And and we've talked about this so much on the program, but there's been even some things happening in the last few weeks that have once again just unfolded. And I want to share some of that with you. So on this episode, I want to talk to you about a clean sheet of paper, about maybe framing your next year from the perspective of a clean sheet of paper, a beginner's mind, and embarking on a new and a fresh journey. You say, well, my gosh, I'm I'm 35, I'm 45, I'm 55 years old, and what are you talking about a new and fresh journey? Let me tell you what. Every day provides you the opportunity for a new beginning. And today we're going to talk about experiencing a shift, specifically seven things that you can do to prepare for a meaningful new beginning. Well, everything in life and everything in leadership is about seasons. And more and more on this program, we're going to be talking about leadership, personal leadership, corporate leadership, ministry leadership, just leadership. If our world needs anything, it needs leadership. Uh, In our country right now, and you may be in another part of the world, I'm sure you experience similar things, but in our country, we are in an election cycle. And we are watching unfold before us the political process, which more and more of us are becoming weary with because we see a lot of people clamoring to maintain the status quo or repackage the status quo. But very few pop their heads up above the crowd and provide to a nation the kind of leadership needed to transition us or to transform us, to take us to a new place. And Right now, I want to talk to you about your life and about your leadership, and I would begin by saying that everything in life and everything in leadership is about seasons. You can reflect on your childhood. You can reflect on the various changes that have happened in your lifetime. Uh, you can look at maybe the the idea of relationships and how you know those things change in seasons. Everything is for a time. Everything is for a season. And not everything, in fact, nothing is designed to live forever except for the spirit of a man. And so I don't know why we think we have to defend the status quo, because truly life is nothing more than a series of shifts, a series of changes, a series of transitions. And, you know, whether that applies to the church you attend or the relationships you have or the job you're on or the career path that you're pursuing, Uh, maybe it's a mission in life. The truth is, in various seasons, those focuses will change. 
Now, I can tell you, and, and I've shared with you on this program many times, that the last number of years for me has been a real experience of learning how to walk that out on a daily basis. For me, from my worldview, uh, I've learned much more about what it means to hear the voice of God and to be led by him because he already knows the outcome anyway. And so I, I really believe that that even though my choices can certainly direct my path, I, I'm relying more and more on what I believe God has planned for my life and trying to tune in to that frequency and be much more aligned with it. Now, my journey has been pretty public, and we've put it out there, uh, some very intimate things we've shared with you along the way. Again, coming into 2016, which is where I want to go today, 2016 for me is looking more and more like a pivot, a shift, a change. Uh, Not that I'm necessarily going to create something brand new out of thin air, but become more attuned to and more aligned with uh, a deeper sense of what my purpose and what my strategy is for this particular season. Now, I'm approaching 50 years old, and I'm not trying to rush to get there because I have another year and a couple of months. But uh, I, some would say, well, Brian, you're talking midlife crisis kind of talk. And I would say to you, I do not accept nor do I uh, acknowledge that I'm in a midlife crisis. I don't believe this is a crisis at all. In fact, I believe it's simply one more major marker, major moment, major season in life where naturally, in some way, based on the path we've chosen, a shift is required, or I should say, a shift is available, because not everyone takes advantage of what becomes available to them in a particular season. Now, all the lessons and the processes that I've been through uh, have been meaningful, have been helpful. I would say that some of them have been difficult and challenging, but all of them have been positive, and they have been forward. And so all of that in mind, I'm talking about, as I did last week on the program, really taking an honest look, really considering who am I? Why am I here? What is my destiny, my calling, whatever you want to call that? What, What is my sweet spot? What is the area where I can be most effective today? Now, that may have changed from even last week or last month or last year, but what is the freshest, most optimum place that I can engage life and be a force for good in my world. You know, questions like, is what I am doing right now making a difference? Am I doing what I was created to do? You hear me talk about that often here. Am I happy doing what I'm doing? And by the way, I believe that's a very fair question because if you're miserable doing what you're doing, chances are you're not engaged in that which you have been created to do. Or it could be that there was a season when doing that thing was optimal and good and pleasant, but now that season has come to an end and it's time to bury that thing and move on. Am I satisfied with the results I'm seeing in all the areas of my life? These are questions that are reflection-oriented but are very much a perpetuator of a forward vision. You really can't see forward without taking an inventory of where you are presently. And I've talked a lot on the program about that. Now, the last four years for me have been all about discovery, relationship, learning how to trust, learning how to let go of some things, learning how to um, not necessarily hold on so tight. (laughs) You know, for me, I believe I've been 
learning how to listen, how to tap into wisdom that is both heavenly and those that are in the earth that can apply wisdom in my life and leadership in my life. And I've realized a lot of things, a lot of things, uh, a lot of things that I'm doing, for example, are, are not things that I need to be focused on anymore. There's a lot of things that I've believed that uh, maybe my beliefs need to shift. And, and I'm going to talk about that for a second. Sometimes we we have learned behaviors or learned axioms, things that we have picked up along the way that may have been a present truth a few years ago, but now that we're down the road a bit, it's not that absolute truth changes, but uh, present truth can be different, can change, can actually adapt to a different season of time. In other words, uh, five years ago, uh, it was right for me and true for me to be involved in a specific role or function in my vocation. But that truth is no longer appropriate for where I am in my life today. Therefore, I have to shift my thinking, shift my beliefs to align themselves more with what my present calling and destiny and purpose is. Now, all of that being said, some of us defend positions (laughs) that are antiquated, that are out of date, that are no longer useful, that might even be stale and, and counterproductive to our overall success. We can rely on, you know, and believe me, I believe experience always uh, outweighs, well, I shouldn't say that definitively. I believe experience, valid, wonderful experience can actually be more valuable than education in the academic sense, although both are valuable. But sometimes if we're relying on an old experience to give us the, the ability to discern or navigate a particular moment, we might be in a position of failure because we're relying on old information, old ways of doing things. And sometimes we've got to, we've got to adapt or shift to a new way of thinking, a new way of doing a new way of processing because the times simply demand that old paradigms, old formulas, old stories. You know, I'm, I'm so thankful for my past. And I, one of the key things that I do as I travel around the world is I share my story of healing, my story of restoration, my story of discovering who I really am as opposed to some of the things I believed for so many years. I'm thankful for my past, and I, I, I love sharing my story. But sometimes I need a new story, and I need to, to tap into the now and to engage the, the present so that new stories can emerge and I can add on to or build on to the existing foundations. I really can't rely on my yesterday if I'm going to possess my tomorrow. Yesterday provides a great foundation. Please don't think I'm saying toss it all out. I'm simply saying I I can't be completely reliant on yesterday's beliefs, experiences, and understanding if I'm going to grab a hold of and maximize and flow in what is available to me today and tomorrow and next month and next year. I can't live in the past if I desire to create a very powerful and meaningful future. I heard a a sermon, actually, a number of years ago. I might have shared this on the program before, but I heard a a very powerful sermon by someone in the Dallas-Fort Worth area that I really have a lot of respect for, and it was a very simple message. And he talked about old songs, sad songs, no songs, and new songs. And he was drawing the metaphor that this is the sequence of how we shift from one season to another. We, we, 
we sing old songs and we love those old songs. We, we, those old songs worked for us in a season. And then at some point those become stale and our old song becomes a sad song because it's no longer bringing us life, no longer bringing us joy. It's no longer doing the deal. It's not flipping the switch anymore. And we get disillusioned and we get disconnected and we get a little bit sideways and eventually we wind up singing no song. And so now we have no song to sing because the old song doesn't do it for us. The, the sad song doesn't do it for us. And so we give up on singing. But then in a place of obscurity, in a place of sometimes brokenness or in a place of real searching, if we will allow ourselves permission, a new song will emerge. A new rhythm will show itself and we will engage a new rhythm in our life that will produce incredible results, incredible joy, incredible prosperity and blessing and all the things we love to talk about. You know, for me personally, the last four years has almost been a whittling away. And by that, I mean, my my son came up in scouts. He was in scouts for, gosh, 13, 14 years. And uh, one of the exercises that they did along the way was taking a piece of wood and and what they called whittling is where they take a pocket knife and they just do shinly, uh, thinly, <laughs> I can't even talk, thinly shaved pieces and they begin to carve off and, and, and make a shape out of a piece of wood. It's called whittling. And I feel like that's kind of what's been happening in my own life. Uh, the, the whittling away of all the things that are standing between me and the realization of this new rhythm, this new thing that is emerging. And I, I'm just thrilled about the process. And I'm encouraging you to engage the process, to to experience the same kind of shift that so many around the world are experiencing right now. Now, every new year that comes around, we, we see the same thing happening. Everybody starts making New Year's resolutions as if January the 1st is the only day of the year that we can proclaim and declare and embark on some new beginning. We make resolutions, we set goals, we talk about what we'd like to do, what we'd like to accomplish in the new year. But man, can we just admit that so few people ever really connect the why or the what? And because of that, very few changes ever happen internally or externally. And and quite honestly, very little progress is realized because people tend to do more uh, fantasizing at the beginning of the year than they do shifting. Now, it's one thing to fantasize about what might be possible. It's yet another thing to actually apply principles and get people around you that can help you so that you can literally shift into a different gear, shift in your thinking, shift in your way of approaching things, and actually begin to do the new thing. Why is why is it that so few people do that? Well, I, I'm not sure if I have the answer, but it is my contention that whether it relates to your business, your career, your finances, your relationships, your health, it's my contention that while, while a lot of people talk about moving forward, most people are just flat stuck and they're stuck in an old paradigm. They're stuck in an old experience. They're stuck in an old belief system. They are stuck uh, without a dream, without a hope. They, they have now embraced that what they presently have in their life is all they will attain. And so they go into maintenance mode as opposed to attainment mode. So rather than going after the new thing, they just 
begin to preserve what they presently have. And preservation, self-preservation is a powerful deterrent of success. Anyone who is in the mindset, whether consciously or unconsciously, of self-preservation will never, ever move into that shift mode, that new dimension, that new thrust, that new rhythm we're talking about. So where are you in your life? Are, are, you, are you ready for a shift? Are you ready to experience something quantifiably new? Uh, I, you know, all of us drive cars, uh, and there is a definite momentum change. There's a definite torquing of things, the systems. There's a definite noise level that changes when you take an automobile or a motorcycle and you shift it from a regular driving high speed gear into first or second because it's just a it's a different sound and if you're ready to shift i would submit to you that it's going to take a different feel you're going to have to embrace something that feels different looks different sounds different for a minute so that you can engage the transmission of what can be into what really is you know where a lot of people are right now is they're they're like they're 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 living their own book and they're at the end of a chapter and at the end of a chapter normally there's some kind of a blank page between the chapter you've just finished and the chapter that you're going to now embark on and that blank page is a metaphor of what life looks like for so many people because it's the unknown. I, I, I know I've just read the last paragraph of this last chapter, so I know what happened and what where I'm at in the story, but I'm not real sure what the writer's going to unfold in chapter number four or chapter number, number six or eight. It's that blank page syndrome, and most people shrink back into a previous chapter as opposed to trusting the process and applying their faith. And knowing that God, who created you, has a plan for your life and can absolutely take you to a new level if you will but turn the page and trust that as it unfolds, it will become clear to you. You know, when a car manufacturer, and by the way, we we are Honda people in our family. In fact, uh, three out of the four automobiles that we own presently are are Hondas. They're old. Uh, Got two 2006 models and one 2001 model car. And then I, the other non-Honda product is a 2007. So we don't have anything new in our garage necessarily right now. But with that said, we, we prefer Honda or Acura type products. And just recently, of course, my wife, we have two Honda Pilots, one that has almost 300,000 miles and one that has almost 200,000 miles. And they're incredible vehicles and they're doing a great job for us. But I noticed recently that Honda just did a clean sheet design on their Honda Pilot, meaning they they went from what was a current body style for four or five years, and they just started from scratch. They didn't do a couple of modifications to the one they had. They literally went to, as Michael Gerber calls it, a blank sheet of paper in a beginner's mind, and they redesigned from the ground up the new Honda Pilot. It's a new beginning. And what I'm saying for some of you is, is that some of you need to to actually subject your heart and your life to a clean sheet design. No, you can't go back and start over at the beginning. However, I believe there is a grace for us to engage this new beginning, this clean sheet of paper, this 
What are you doing in my life today? And how can I engage a completely new and fresh and beautiful chapter of my life? And I want to say to you, that's available. As we approach 2016, wouldn't you like to know how to experience that fresh new beginning? Uh, Would you, like so many, like to know uh, how you could put the past behind you and get unstuck once and for all? Wouldn't that be great? How many of you listening, and don't raise your hand if you're driving, but how many of you really desire to experience freshness, just a breath of fresh air in your life that comes with, ah, man, that's just incredible. It feels so nice to get up in the morning and look forward to the life that I'm going out to create. I believe there's a lot of you out there that believe that and would love to experience that. I believe that every person can experience a profound shift in their life. I really do. I believe that every person can experience the freshness of what a new season or a new beginning looks like. And let me tell you what, we're, we're right now coming into what we call the autumn or the fall season here in Texas. And, and we don't really get four seasons. We get about two and a half. But this time of the year, when we've had a beat down, hot, dry summer, it's wonderful in the mornings right now because you open the, the door to your back patio or your front door to your front porch and you, you feel immediately the brisk, fresh air. The skies are blue and clear, and there's just something different in the atmosphere. I believe you can experience that kind of freshness. I believe that every single person can know the joy and the excitement of getting to discover the next big thing. I'm I'm on that quest right now. I want to know what's my next big thing. What's the deal? What am I going to put my hand to? What am I going to put my life into? What am I going to build and grow in this next decade? I also believe every person has the capacity to navigate the unknown. And it's uncomfortable, but you can do it. And I believe in that process, you can uncover incredible new possibilities, all kinds of options. I want to share with you, before we wrap up today, seven things that you can do right now to prepare for that fresh new beginning. Seven things that you can do to prepare for a fresh, beautiful new beginning in your life. As we come into 2016, I want you to think about these and I want you to actually spend time meditating on and processing through these seven steps. And I believe if you'll do that, it will bring you tremendous results and you will run into the new year feeling refreshed, revived, encouraged, alive, and awakened to possibilities. Seven things you can do to prepare for a fresh new beginning. Number one, embrace the possibilities. I'm blown away by the number of people who are so negative, so pessimistic. They've actually come to believe that what they have is all they're ever going to get and where they're at is all they're ever going to experience. And they, their mind and their heart is not even open that there may be some possibilities out there that you've not yet experienced. Embrace the possibilities. If you can think it, you can do it. If you can dream it, you can have it. Embrace the possibilities. And I might say, too, my worldview, but I feel strongly about this. I believe that God has tremendous and beautiful and successful and prosperous plans for your life. And so embrace the possibilities of what he has said about you. In spite of what you believe to be the facts, embrace that there are possibilities that are available to you that you've not yet encountered. Number two, I think it's very important that you close out old accounts. Now, I'm not just talking about your bank account. I'm talking about 
if there are unresolved issues or think balances you are carrying forward that are negative balances, I would like to encourage you to do some zero line budgeting, zero it out, close the account, and that leads us to number three, forget the past. You cannot engage this shift. You cannot engage a new day if you are stuck mentally, emotionally, and spiritually in an old account or in an old deficit or in an old situation or an old experience. You must be willing to let go of the past and leave it in your rear view mirror. Close out old accounts, number two. Number three, forget the past. Number four, revisit or reimagine your dreams. By that, I mean go back and dust that bad boy off and think about There was a time in my life where I was really wanting to do this and I dreamed about having this business or dreamed about starting this nonprofit organization or dreamed about helping this group of people. Revisit that dream. Reimagine it. Don't put filters on it. Just allow it to explode in your imagination and write down what you see. Number five, change your thinking. No doubt when you go to close out old accounts, embrace the possibilities, forget the past, and look at your dreams you are going to be faced with limiting beliefs that are deeply seated in your emotions. They're going to come up and you're going to have an argument happening inside your head. Yeah, you can dream that, but you're never going to have it. You got to go after those limiting beliefs. I call them lies. And you have to reframe those and eventually replace those. You have to reprogram your mind. The Bible calls that renewing the mind. So I want you to think about What are the things that you presently hold as beliefs that are holding you back from realizing the dreams that God's placed in your heart? Number five, change your thinking. Number six, align yourself with like-minded people. This is what I've done with my mastermind group. I have been intentional about letting some relationships go. That's right. Some people cannot go with you to the next level, and it is okay. I've been intentional about what relationships I let go, and I've been very specific and very intentional about aligning myself with like-minded people. Not that always agree with me. That's different. But people who, one, from my perspective, have faith in God and believe that God has put them in the earth to do something significant for mankind. Number two, people that are are possibility thinkers. Uh, Three, people that are wiser than me, people that are actually more experienced and have a breadth and a scope and a perspective on things that I don't have. I have surrounded myself with people who can help me to pursue the things that God's put in my heart to do. Align yourself with like-minded people. And number seven, develop, write, and execute your strategic vision and plan. In other words, you got to take time to write that dream out. Take time to break that into meaningful steps and goals and tasks so that you can execute the plan. You got to write it down. The Bible says, write the vision, make it very clear so that when you read it, you can run and you can win, develop the vision, write the vision and execute the vision. So seven things you can do to prepare for this fresh new beginning, embrace the possibilities, close out old accounts, forget the past, revisit and reimagine your dreams, change your thinking, align yourself with like-minded people, and then develop, write, and execute 
this new fresh vision for a new season and for a new day. You can choose to embrace a new season. You can choose to make this upcoming year as just just using that as a benchmark. You can choose to experience the shift and change your life forever. I want to leave you with these questions. What old accounts do you need to close out as you approach a new year? What possibilities await you in the new year that's about to come? What dreams do you need to revisit? What dreams need to be reawakened? What beliefs do you presently hold that may stand in the way of you realizing the shift that you want to experience? What about relationships? Are you aligned with like-minded people? My encouragement to you is very simple. Write it, see it, plan it, and do it. Well, if you'd like to make a comment on this episode or if you'd like to engage with us in conversation there, go to the show notes, brianholmes.com forward slash 109. You can also engage us on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, Google+, all those various places. We'd love to hear from you. I want to encourage you too, I don't talk about this often, but check out our YouTube channel at Brian Holmes Live. YouTube.com, Brian Holmes Live. Just You can go to the website, it's right there on the front page, but check out the videos. We're putting out Monday Mastery videos every week, other resources. We want you to be aware of all that we're doing at brianholmes.com. If you've not yet subscribed to our weekly email updates, so I encourage you to do that so you can keep in touch with what we're doing here. And I believe that'd be a great help to you. Well, I want to ask you to do one favor for me today, if you will. Go to iTunes and give us a star rating there. One, two, three, four, or five stars. Well, you know I prefer five, but be honest. And more importantly, leave a remark or a comment there. Let us know how we're doing. And those two things together really drive up our visibility in iTunes and helps more people to find out about what we're doing here on the Strategic Living Podcast and, of course, at brianholmes.com. I trust that something that I've shared with you today has changed you in some way where it's prompted you to pursue this massive shift for the new beginning you desire. And I want to see you pursue everything God has for you in your life. going to be an awesome week next week. Got some big surprises coming down the pipe. I look forward to talking to you again very soon. Until next time, God bless.